Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Scorpion Child's lead singer, Aaron. How are you doing, man? I'm good. He's Thanks for having oh, You're welcome. Calling from Texas, so he's a little bit cold today. It's a little bit of a change of weather down there. So let's start. I read that you, were, you guys broke up, that you didn't break up. I've heard little ramblings back and forth. Obviously, you guys are together. What's the status yep. now? I mean, kind of jump into a little bit because it's... It, so discombobulated as a fan. I just, you know, can listen to music, but you know what I'm saying? The history is kind of off. Yeah, so we, uh, after a heavy touring uh, bit uh, ended in 2016, uh, everybody kind of went and did their own thing for a bit. And Chris and I, you know, we wanted to continue the band. Chris, Chris is no longer actually in the band currently. But he, everybody just kind of went their separate ways and, and we had to take a break because we didn't have a band. That's really what it came down to. I mean, everyone's all still friends. That's also from, from, the important part. So, yeah, it is important. And it usually never happens that way historically. You know? So that was very interesting. I think that... Um, you know, we, we, we just got, we just got tired. We were doing, everybody was doing a lot and having to work jobs and come back and pick up the pieces kind of thing. And then go back out six months out of the year. It was just, it just took its toll on some people where a, a few of us were ready to keep doing it, you know, like we, we loved it. And I think it was just a, a time for us to take a break. And I guess we just kind of split up the band. Uh, we briefly got it back together and, 2018 and did a it, it was kind of the some of the some of the original members mm -hmm. came back and we just we played a couple of shows and i think after that we were ready to just kind of call it again until the time was right you know and i'm sure it threw it confused a lot of our fans yeah it, it definitely I read a line you guys broke up i was like oh man i figured it'd be a new album coming out and then I saw again recently that you guys are together again. I was like, wait, I got to talk to him. I got to get these guys on. I got to figure this out. Yeah. So to kind of clear it up, we recently, about, what was it, about seven or eight months ago or something, Ed, I think we started rehearsing again. And then it was, it was, we, we were, we had a new lineup. I brought my Swedish friend, Jonas. Wickstrand in on drums because he lives here. He doesn't live in Sweden anymore. So I brought him in to play drums. And and uh, when we got back together in 2018, we added a new ba bass player. He was like a 27-year-old kid, really, really good kid. Looks like Kurt Cobain, you know. So we're like, you're in the band, you know. So we brought him in. So we brought him back this time around. And he brought one of his friends, which he was like, I swear, this is like the best guitar player I've ever played with. This guy's, you know, this guy's incredible. So give him a shot. So we gave him a shot and the kid was incredible. So now it's myself and Asa Savage, who were both the founding members of the band 16 years ago. Okay. And so it's it's us old guys and then like a bunch of like young 30s guys you know late 20s 30s guys so it's it just we we started rehearsing and it was like yeah <laughs> this is 
what we're talking about. You know, this is, it, it felt better than, and maybe it was also a timing issue. It just felt better than it did when we tried to restart it a few years back. So all in all, the band, I guess, is more or less as far as the fans are concerned, has been on hiatus since 2016. Okay. Because no one really knew we did the, we did, it was just local stuff here. How long were you guys playing as an original band though before you got the, the uh, album, the first album? Well, Asa, Asa and I played in the first four years. We were, we were the founding members for the first four years and then he left and that's when we brought in Chris Coward and then thereafter got a record deal with Nuclear Blast and then started touring and so, you know, so it took us about four, five years. I mean, we did some tours in the early days too, but they were just like, you know, get in the van, sleep on the floor, you know, hang out at your friend's house till six in the morning and go to the next town. But that's when we really started. Like we, I think we went on tour with Clutch pretty much right out of the gate. And wow. then we Mayhem Festival. We did the whole run of Mayhem, and then we did. We went out with Cadaver from Germany. We did, actually took them on their first U.S. tour, where we all, both bands, the Germans and us, hopped in one tiny bandwagon and toured the U.S. <laughs> and we had our support was Mothership, um, Gypsy Hawk, and a band from Michigan called Wilson. That was interesting. So we were that, that was the beginning of when we started touring. And then we started going to Europe and actually spent more time playing over there than we did in the U.S. All the way up until, you know, did a bunch of festivals and here and overseas. And, Europe loves and, rock all the time. They're pretty loyal. Say it again? Uh, Europe is pretty loyal to rock and roll. It's, you know, they've oh. been loyal the whole way through. Better than in the U.S.A. through the rough times. A lot of bands have survived because of Europe. Correct. I mean, I, I would love to go back over there tomorrow. Uh, I mean, unfortunately so many tours are getting rescheduled and canceled now, even since they've been rescheduled twice, it's just, it's a mess. So somewhere along the, in the next few years, hopefully we'll get into the queue and be able to do another tour. You know, then there's, then there's Brexit too. That's going to be a whole nother thing too. And there's Brexit, yeah. So we have a lot of uh, fans in the UK, and they they fill us in constantly. There was actually a, a a noise like a noise rock band, I guess noise rock is what you would call it, a band that I had called Acid Roulette, which okay. was me, bass player, and my roommate played drums in that band, and we had a an older guy who was like in his sixties play guitar, and he's just like an noise rock legend here in austin so we formed a band just before covid and put out a record under a, like a british private press like noise rock label yeah and that lp was like a wood shedding for doing scorpion child again and just basically like kind of the the Back 60 out. yeah the, the 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 guy steve left and then covid happened and so that band bands just ended pretty much during that. Well, what are we going to do? We're not going to play a show. So that's when we started to go, huh, 
why don't we add some of this like more chaotic stuff into Scorpion Child? And we started woodshedding for that and then bringing Asa back into the mold. He wanted to do more of this like dark wave kind of thing that we originally wanted to do when we started the band. <laughs> we were the, like the cult and Sisters of Mercy, yeah. all these bands, but but there wasn't really a scene for it with the people that we knew. Everybody was doing rock and roll. So we're like, well, we like rock and roll too. Yeah. You know, and the cult merged rock and, you know, new wave, dark wave kind of stuff. So now we're able to do that again. So now we're doing that plus this more intense swirl of, you know, ethereal chaos. Wow. And so, keeping it as Judas Priest and Scorpions as you possibly can at the same time. Well, it's, it's, I usually, it's, here's the funny thing. I don't usually need a full bio of a band like that. I usually know a lot. You, this is one of the one few bands I really just couldn't, I just didn't have all that information. So uh, this is an, an anomaly for me. <laughs> well, thank Spreading it, yeah. You, you'll you'll let people know that we exist. Well, that that's the whole thing. I mean, I came across you guys a while back, and actually, you talked about scorpions, pulling the scorpions, and then your band came up in with a list, you know. So I was like, oh, this has a cool name, and I literally checked you guys out, and then as after that, the second album, and you know, that that was yeah, my gateway was actually just the name. I mean, by all means, like you know, we're. It, it wasn't because of the scorpions that we named our band right. that but we obviously do love very very much the, love the scorpions i mean how can you not like the oh, yeah, first I, I agree with you they're just unbelievable and we definitely strive to be that tight and have never achieved that so we're content to, to try it i mean it's a really good i mean is it not just a great because we love like progressive rock we love, you know, you know, classic, you know, British style heavy metal. And they were, you know, Germans with the crowd thing. I mean, we love all that stuff. But the crowd rock. I mean, I, they actually, I think they had different levels to different layers of uh, different time periods. I love them all. I mean, I love the Tokyo tapes period. This is so ridiculously awesome. You know, to the, yeah. you know the 80s rock sound and their newer sound. I mean, I like all different, yeah. you know, versions of them. But yeah, I mean, they evolved. Quite yeah, a bit. I'm looking forward to the new album. Um, th th that's the thing. So, like I said, the name was a good thing because it, like I said, brought me into it. Yeah. You know, if I thought about that, if I prior when I named my podcast, I would call myself like the, the Van Laughing Monkey. <laughs> some kind of crazy podcast name that, uh, you know. Yeah. Right. Do it. You got some crazy pipes, man. You really can just go insane when you, uh, you sing. Well, I mean, it goes back to that inspiration, you know, like we were talking about like, you know, bands like, you know, Lucifer's friend, Judas priest, mm -hmm. uh, scorpions. Yeah. I mean, these guys had pipes, you know, so like, I, I've got to try to strive to, to do that. And I'm interested in so many different voices too, you know, like on this album, I'm trying to also integrate in like a, like the lower gothier singing too. Oh, really? And it's interesting to be able to like combine those. It's fascinating. Cause it's like, wow. I, <laughs> what <laughs> i i i want to you know you, like as a listener you want to listen to your stuff like how you you know what you would want to hear in a band you want to be able to like create that somehow so we're just doing our best job with that as far as that goes well the thing is like with you, you 
I mean, you have two albums out now. I mean, and they're full on. Usually, like you hear when you hear a band and you see a first C, and they're usually like, "I like that album's pretty good." or This album's good. I mean, your first album just sounds like you had been a band. Like it was like the, you'd be like you're playing forever. You guys were so tight. It's a loud, you know, rambunctious album right out of the gate. I mean, it feels like you guys were tight to begin with, and that's why I asked how long you've been together because it just felt like a really powerful first album. And the second one, the same. You know what I mean? There's no dead yeah. spots in them. The second one, bear in mind, we had three different members. We, we we changed three different guys. Every time we always change like three guys, it seems like. So that, you know, that dynamic, I would have thought the sound would have actually changed that yeah. much more. Changing those, ones, you know, instead of two guitar players on the second one, we had a key player and a guitar player, but not two guitar players. And now we're back to two guitar players again with no key player well me kind of doing like some noisy like you know you know some some like uh you know um you know patching and weird noisy stuff but i'm by no means like a piano player or anything so i think that we are back to how we originally presented ourselves but we're able to like now expand on the vision and do things that we wanted to do early on for those that are or are not familiar with the band well being being your voice though, that is one of the parts that helps keep it together for the two the consistency and so being loud and you know powerful it definitely makes a linear line your vocals so are you guys still signed with nuclear are you what are you guys doing now I, for the album i mean they have it it's weird because i I just sent uh, Monty Connor the new song, and he says he likes it, but he's going to sit with it for a while, which probably means he's going to pass it around. The, the label's gone through immense changes. I think they have new ownership, and there's a lot of people that left that we knew and had relationships with at the label. So it's kind of like in limbo right now. Um, I mean, I need to know because we're ready to make a record. <laughs> right. So I need an answer here. You know, thanks for reminding me. I need an answer here within the next week as to how we're going to move forward. You know, because I'm already making relationships with booking agencies again, you know, trying to get things going. And I'm going to need an answer from those guys so I can know what we have to do in order to. Otherwise, can to reach out somewhere else? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they want us to not be a band anymore. I think that they would rather, you know, I mean, not whether they're going to take the option. I think it was, uh, I have to go back and look at the con. I think, I think we did two albums and then there was like an option. So this would be the third album. So I don't know. I mean, I don't have any, I don't, I, I'm not opposed to, uh, cheers, by the way, to, uh, <laughs> To doing another album with them i just need communication either way yeah well it's been a weird industry lately too with the whole with covid and everything releasing not releasing nobody knows what to do everything's been totally um restructured so i don't even you know we're trying to still find where we fit into the you know to the musical environment which is exciting for me because we're bringing something new but still bringing the same you know, so I feel like I feel like in the process of all that of COVID and everything, I mean, it just it changed so much that 
you know, that we brought us back together. So have you been, when you're playing out at all, have you tested any of these songs out with an audience or just rehearsal the new stuff? Yeah, we have a show. We have a couple local shows here. We have a show coming up February uh, 26th. Yeah, 26th. And then we have two South by Southwest performances in, in um, the 17th and the 19th of March. So those are your d- the debut of those songs? Or have they been played out? Yeah, I mean, we're going to do old stuff. We're going to do new stuff. No, I mean, have, Mid- people, have, have fans heard some of your new stuff yet? Have you gotten feedback from fans that heard the old stuff outside of the band? They're about to hear the new stuff. Oh, oh so no one's heard it yet? So this is kind of exciting then, huh? Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to get her a... I want to get the red light or green light from the label. Yeah. You know, I launch something to the world, but maybe, maybe my impatience will, 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 will show and, and then pressure them into allowing us to do some sort of a debut with press. And, you know, here, here's the new, you know, versus me just being like, Hey, go to our band camp and here's the new something, you know, that's cool, but, yeah, but you know, yeah, we're about better. Good. So the reach costs money. It does. And sometimes they reach out. Some of those labels reach out to people, you know, radio and press and, and now podcasters, you know, to that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, <laughs> then you have people like me who just reach out to bands they like. And <laughs> no, I mean, I really appreciate you for doing this. It's, I've had a couple, I've actually had a couple of other people reach out to me. <laughs> without you know just just people that have interviewed me in the past for different albums that just yeah. came to me rather than like go through the you know the whole process of the you know the labels press guy hitting people up to try to beg them to get the band an interview type thing yeah so it's like you know that, that we don't fully need that that process you know not a lot reach out on their own too you know yeah so again thank you i appreciate this i want people to check out we're gonna have all the links and everything also of your stuff to your album so they can be familiar with it what is playing out in texas like right now our shows open are we masking what's going on you guys everything's bigger larger there everyone's got really strong feelings in there texas so texas is an intense place it's always kind of been like cowboy country you know so it's very open. I mean, uh, like even in Austin, it is, but within reason. I mean, certain some of the bigger, bigger box venues have uh, uh, vaccination or negative test result, uh, and other venues are outside. There's a lot going. Yeah, I mean, not today. Obviously, you don't want to probably go out today. But typically in the winter time here is a great time to go outside and see a show. You know, you get to put on your best coat and your best hat and go down and support your friends outside. Or, you know, some of the venues are half inside, half outside type thing, you know. So it's a real patio friendly state, you know, because the weather's typically pretty nice or pretty warm. Temperate climate, you know, the summers get a bit hot, you know, a bit extreme for a month or two. But if you can get past that, the rest of the year is a really nice place to be and see festivals and 
you know, to go out and see shows at night. Just bar life is not lacking at all here. So I think as far as like what what's happened with COVID, it's it's not as extreme as some places that were, you know, where we have friends in Portland. You know, we have we have friends in places that are really struggling to get their live music. Well, that's why I figured Texas, Texas, and I think Florida are probably the most open, publicly open about the stance. Yeah. So I was wondering how the music scene is, you know, without being into the politics part, just like how much freedom you guys get to play out if you want and make some cash, you know, type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do have freedom. I mean, you know, we try to be as responsible and respectful as we can to, you know, the pandemic and everything, but if there's a way that we can do it safely, we're totally into playing. I mean, bands need to play. I feel bad for them. You know, artists need to make their cash. You know, the road crews are the ones that are feeling it the most, you know, because they have no merch. They've got nothing to live off of. I mean, granted, we there's still been a lot of shows that we've wanted to see that have been canceled. And, you know, so I mean, I get it. You know, why should one place have the right to do this and another place not? You know, but we're trying to find a middle ground here. You know, I mean, I've we we've all had COVID once, at least once. I've I've had it once that I know about, and it was mild, thankfully. And the guys in the band, the same. You know. It went around in in I think we we all finally got it in December. When so you have a couple songs. Are you when you're writing songs? Are you writing songs? Is it you and this you know the guitar player? You play guitar. How are you the songwriting process? What are you guys doing? Um, I think this time around it's it always happens different because Asa and I have so many songs from years and years ago that we we have. To, that we can rework these songs for a, a decade to come, you know. So we always have material. He's he's a great writer. And then the young, the new guy that we brought in, his name's Adrian Arrowstone. Um, he's he's an unbelievable guitar player, and he's very he's a he happens to be a very good songwriter as well. Which I think. You know, not everybody's a good songwriter. You know, oftentimes you, you find cases in bands where it's like you don't want that many cooks in the kitchen that can all do that. That, you yeah. know, you got Beatles where everybody can write an album on their own. And there's a lot of egos involved and stuff like that. Well, everything. Cool bands too, you know what I mean? Sorry to mess up with you. There's a couple of bands where they, you know, the guitar player will write the album, the first one, and it does great. And also the rest of the band sees royalties. And they're like, I want to write. And they're like, all right, but then the band sound changes totally and no one wants the album. <laughs> because no, I, I've been the that people buy into when you first write. Exactly. I think it's really even. Like I like to keep it I like to keep it pretty reasonably demo, democratic because I mean, obviously the guys like when they bring something to the table, you know, it all happened it's it's all happening differently. Some things are just happening, some things you know, these guys write some things I write, you know, and then when we bring it in and kind of bring it to the the blender, it doesn't always work very easily. But right now, this is like, I, I must emphasize that this is the best I've seen the band work and the most productive and the most, uh, you know, with the most synergy, everybody's like really, uh, quite pleasant around one another artistically and we're, we're friends and everyone gets along right now. So we're doing, I mean, it's like lightning speed. We're just coming up with music. Maybe a double Great. album. Yeah. <laughs> that was the way yeah. to come on, right? 
lately. Uh-huh. Sometimes has been somebody that wants to get their song in, doesn't feel like they're getting it in, or you know, I mean, it, I think something happens as you get older. I would like to think as well. You know, there's more of a maturity of understanding one another and coming back and being like, guys, you know, we've been in this band. Some of us have been in this band a long time. We kind of know the formula that works. You know, these guys aren't going to like, they, they know I'm not going to be like sign on. I'm not going to sign off on something that's not, that doesn't have the feel and the vibe and the foundation that we've built, you know, that we've spent so long, but we're able to explore these things because we're all interested in a lot more than just, you know, the same formula that we've been writing. You know, we're not going to write the same album over and over again. As I guess is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, you've had some time between two, so people are pretty hungry for whatever you release at this point though, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I hope, you know, we can only Five hope that now, right. Five, almost six years since your last album came out. Yeah. I mean, we can only hope that it's accepted the same way that the other ones were. I think there's a certain power to the music now we're writing that I would think that we would get new fans as well. So I hope so. I would hope so. I'll have you back on to promote it when you do get an official album out, you know, keep spreading the word of you guys. Cool. All right. All right. Right. Yeah. Take care.